Hey guys, welcome back to the Hippie Dyslexic Homestead. Thank you so much for joining me. So today, let's go over some updates that's going on on our homestead and uh, giving you guys a little information on some of our loss and our gains this last week. So this last week, we have kind of, well, I have been working in my garden and with baby chicks and um, just continuing to kind of get things ready for the summer full garden, right? And um, I have been doing a lot of videos. So make sure you go to my YouTube channel called Not Bound. And I'll link that below in the show notes. And I go over lots of different things that we've been doing. I've been talking about the different bugs um, that you have in your garden, showing them to you, and uh, just planting and all kinds of things. I've been, you know, updating as we have had things come up, let's say. Um, right now we're really trying, I'm actually really trying to get in a couple of my starts. So, you know, we're kind of like in zone B, 7A. Um, it's kind of hard to like directly tell because technically the area, like the zip code that we are in, it would put us at 7 However, because we are on the mountain, it does, you know, drop it down. So like it is completely different, um, the seasons. It's really interesting to kind of watch because, um, during the winter, you can see like the snow line, um, coming up the mountain. And during the spring, uh, you can, as you go to the uh, valley, you just start seeing all these things growing and yet we are not getting anything like that. And so you can see that line on the mountain when you're going up it where the spring has really started and everything's blooming and then coming up to ours, we're like, oh, it's so dreary and dark still. Like nothing's growing. What's going on? And actually, um, last week, I think it was, or two weeks, about 10 days ago, give or take, we actually got a freeze. So this is like, you know, late May, um, at night, we actually got down into the 30s. Um, and so I'm pretty sure that it could have affected my growth overall of my plants. Um, we ended up having to move the chicks. So if you go into, um, if you watch some of my videos, I have like how we're doing chicks right now, why we live in the RV. And uh, we actually ended up putting them in the coop um, because it got so cold. Um, and even then we still lost a couple of chicks because it just was that cold. So those are just some things that's going on. Um, I guess with us, we're still, we're still planting. A lot of people, um, have gardens around me that are big and beautiful, um, in the Valley area. Um, mine's just not taken off that fast. So it's just, those are some things that you have to be aware of when you do homestead or when you do garden is how the climate is going to affect you and your animals and your plants. Um, or if you're living in an RV, how that affects you. So for us, you know, we have to be, think, we have to think about, okay, if it's going to storm, um, what do we need to pick up or put away? Um, if it's going to get cold, we need to make sure we have to, you know, we have exposed pipes we have to think about. And, um, if it gets hot, you know, if it's too hot, how does that affect everything? So knowing your zone helps a lot. Um, when you can plant and, uh, yeah, so we've also had some loss. So those were our gains. We're gaining plants. We're gaining 
the ability to grow our food as the summer is coming. But we've had a loss. Um, we had a pet rabbit that because of the, after the house fire, we just don't have any room for it in the RV. So we've been keeping it outside and she's been super happy being outside. And we have um, two hutches actually for her. We have one a little bit bigger, but it's not as sturdy. And then we have a smaller one and we just kind of move it around. She loves to eat the grass and, you know, she just, she liked actually being outside. She, um, she, she enjoyed it. Um, however, uh, the other night, unfortunately, something or someone, or not really someone, something, I don't know if it was a dog. I don't know if it was coyotes. I don't know, but her big, her big, she was in her big hutch. And so this was like a two-story hutch. I mean, it's, it's pretty big. Um, but whatever got to her basically took the, um, the hutch and completely flipped it upside down. And we were praying that she was under the greenhouse or under the coop or she was hiding somewhere. And unfortunately we found her, um, in the wood lining, um, but she she was still intact, so we're not really sure what what did it because no one could see it, um, and it's it's just kind of sad. My daughter's part is completely and utterly broken. Um, she's been with us for four years. She was a Dutch rabbit, and this was not a meat rabbit. This was not a um, rabbit for food or anything like that. This was purely a pet. Um, so it was really sad to see that, um, and when you do homestead, what I have found is that there's so many times you just want to cry because you lose something, you know, um, we've had many, many animal losses, um, lots of chickens and chicks and guineas. Um, we've lost actually a ferret when we first moved out here. Um, our ferret got out. We had two, one of our ferrets got out and we've never seen him again. We've lost cats. Um, particularly my my baby cat her name was moon i just she was my my sweet girl i absolutely loved her so much but we lost her recently and now the rabbit and you know this this lifestyle is it, it can be hard it's very rewarding very very rewarding in so many aspects i mean not only are you growing your own food and you have that sense of self sustainability you tend to be happier because you're out and about in the nature, you know, and you're not so reliant on, you know, what's going on down in the grocery stores. I know for us right now, I'm sure everywhere, you know, we are hearing about the shortages of all types of things and um, being able to grow your own stuff that just gives you that, that uh, peace of mind. I think like, okay, you know what, if I can just grow my own food um, some of it, at least we're not going to starve. I mean, that's hopefully what we, what we're doing, right? Um, but then there's also this this other part of it, which is the loss of of many things. You know, um, last year we had a huge infestation of um, cucumber beetles, and it completely devoured half of my things I was growing, and that was really hard because. You know, you you spend money on seeds and soil and compost or whatever to get it going, um, and then when you have a complete you know loss on multiple crops or multiple plants, it's it's heartbreaking. And then you see these animals that you just 
you, you know, you love. I mean, I would say that we love our animals. Um, you know, you have this expectation of what's going to work and what's not going to work. And then when something goes bad, it goes, oh my gosh, I should have, I could have, why didn't I, you know? And so you really can't just be beating yourself up all the time because it happens to the best of us. It happens to the the best prep or not preppers, the best homesteaders, the best people who've been doing this for the long time, you know, whatever it is, it happens, unfortunately. And, um, so that, that was really hard. We're still grieving for her name was Sparky. Um, my daughter is still very much grieving. That was her, her rabbit. Um, so, and in another way, it also, I think, prepares them for other losses in life for, for kids, um, even adults, really just having a healthy relationship with, um, with death and, and loss, you know, it's hard no matter if you're prepared or not prepared, but I feel like at least you have, you're, you're kind of helping your kids understand the cycle and the circle of life. And, um, it hurts, you grieve and you understand it, but you understand life is going to go on. And, um, of course that's animals. When you lose a loved one, a very close loved one, that's obviously going to take a lot more time to grieve, but there is a different understanding. And I know that that's something that I have personally have done for myself. Like I had um, a very unhealthy relationship with death and the loss and um what i have learned over this last you know couple of years of doing this is i'm a lot more confident in my ability to handle loss if that makes any sense um when i lose my the pets that i i do love you know last i guess a year and a half ago when we first lost our first one, I was devastated. I cried for days. I mean, I beat myself up. And as a dyslexic, sometimes we go, we can have some dyslexics, of course, um, can just feel so much pain and empathy and sympathy. And like, there's just like this pain that you can feel. And that's one of the things I have with my dyslexia. And, um, it just broke my heart for days. Like I, I didn't want to leave the house. Like I just wanted to protect everything and everyone, you know, it was just like, I can't do this. And, um, as we have continued to lose, it has gotten a lot easier and to know that, yes, we do need to grieve. Yes. We need to appreciate what that pet or that animal did for us. Um, and it's so good to grieve like that. That's a part of things that we need to do. I think sometimes in our modern society, we're like, okay, you grieved for a day. Now you move on with your life. We got, you know, it's so fast, fast paced and so fast moving that you may not even have a chance to grieve because you're just, you have to go to the next thing. You have to, you know, go to that next thing that you're supposed to do as a modern American or a modern, a modern person in this world. And reality, we do need to take our time to grieve. And that's something that I've I have learned a lot during this homestead and it's something that I'm obviously my, my kids are learning. Um, and, uh, we just have to always, you know, be thankful. And that's another thing that we're learning. We're learning a lot about being appreciative and thankful for the days that we do have with, with this and, um, relying more on prayer and appreciation 
than than anything else and uh, just trying to be strong and courageous in all of that so yeah those are just our updates and those um kind of our our gains and our losses and so we just thank you so much for listening to us and for our homestead and uh, we're going to continue to give updates as we can or as i can i should say um homesteading is definitely hard and um and then definitely check out my videos. That's where I've been doing a lot of things recently. So I will try to do a video or a podcast episode and just trying to balance that out. Some things are just better visually. And um, I definitely recognize that for me. I need things more visual sometimes. And sometimes I need more, I need it more um, in my audio right in my ear hole. I'm trying to think I'm like in my ear, my ear hole. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so. I, you know, check both of them out. And really, I really do greatly appreciate all of your support. And if you found this episode helpful, or if you think, hey, man, my friend may, you know, like this uh, podcast, I think this is right up her or his alley, please share it because I really do appreciate it. And uh, I really do appreciate all of your um, love. If you please do not forget to go and subscribe to my channel, but also go to your podcast um, where you're listening to your podcast. That might be Apple, that might be Spotify or some of the other podcasts and um, give me a like a five, I think a five stars and uh, tell the people, tell the world how much you, you like my podcast. And um, I greatly appreciate you guys so very much. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.